Hello and welcome to episode 54 of Drinks with Mom. My name's Paul and I'm here with my mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, my name is Gina and you said 54? 54. We're almost getting to your ripe old age. Oh, we sure are. These episodes are catching up too fast. (laughs) How are you? Good. Good. How about uh, you? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for coming all the way to my home in Hamilton again. You're welcome. Your uh, dad put me in the car. I didn't have to do anything. Well, after this drink, he's going to have to put you back in the car. <laughs> oh, um, he may just leave me here. For the people joining, what do we do here? We often try a drink, which is more than often, and we talk about things. And sometimes you try to, uh, you know, get me in trouble. Oh, yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I do. Uh, do you know what we're having today? I believe it's called a sidecar. That's correct. It is called a sidecar. Yeah. I can't believe we've taken this long to get to this one. 54 episodes, and we're still doing some of what are considered the classic kind of foundational cocktails. Sidecar is one of those ones that if you look up list of best cocktails, it's going to be there. Um, and it's going to be there in terms of the list of the the more influential, older, popular cocktails as well. So have you ever had one before? Probably many years ago. I don't my, remember if I have. In really. my young days. In your young days. Yes. Yeah, many my courting years ago. days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, well, we've got them in front of us. Why don't we give a cheers and we'll give it a try. All righty. It smells nice. That might cheers. be me. Cheers. Oh, I doubt it's you. Cheers. Oh. This is a potent potable. Oh, it, it's a, <laughs> you'll get a pop, a pop mm-hmm. in your step with this one. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you know what's in a sidecar? I mean, you brought some of the ingredients. Well, I know it's cognac and triple sec. Cognac and then, yeah, like an orange liqueur, like triple mm-hmm. sec or Cointreau. We happen to have a lot of triple sec. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> we still have cognac from various prior episodes, so this seemed like a good idea. Uh, there's also lemon juice. Mm-hmm. I did... Uh, Fresh squeezed, so there's a bit of fiber, fibrous lemon juice. Also, you saw me try to use the the lemon squeezer, and it yes, went everywhere. Yes, and I just sat and let you go for it. So, just for you know transparency for our dedicated listeners, I did have to supplement the fresh lemon juice with store bought lemon juice because most of the fresh lemon juice is on our counter over there. And if the truth is known, he stirred it with his finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then we've got a zest of orange. I did. Uh, I took a page out of Laura's book, and, and yeah, used... you need a few more pages. <laughs> <laughs> I used a, the vegetable peeler to peel off the skin of an orange and then I sliced it in the center just a little bit so we can re- just lay it on the glass nicely like a little uh, little flower. Well, we better not waste that orange. You know what they cost these days? Oh yeah, everything is going up. Oh, Lord. Um, so another thing that some people do with a sidecar that we we opted not to do is uh, rim the glass with sugar. Oh, right. That's become a bit more uh, optional. I think it's it's it wasn't necessarily there at the beginning. Um but it, I found favor here and there throughout the years. But I, I think we decided no sh- no extra sugar was no. Was we better don't need for us. it because no. um, we're sweet enough as it is. Look at <laughs> yeah, us! Yeah, Come yeah. on. Um, so one thing I've learned about the side, sidecar. Do you know anything about the history of it? Not a thing. I didn't even bother. No, <laughs> I just surprised. know I'm to consume it. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. you are. That's it's refreshing. That's good attitude. Refreshing. It actually is more refreshing mm-hmm. than I thought it would be. As I take a big gulp. He did too. So. I think there are two schools of thought when it comes to the sidecar. The sidecar, first of all, has been around for, it's one of those that's been around for about 100 years. Um, and it's another one of those that there are many different people over the years who have claimed the origin of it or claimed to have invented it. But I think everybody agrees it was named for the little sidecar motorcycle attachment. I was about to guess that. Yeah, so that that uh, it's kind of a fun image to have when you drink it. I'm noticing that ours looks a little... More orangey than the one on the Wikipedia um, site. So, you know, it's actually, it looks pretty good compared to, I think the Wikipedia info or uh, Wikipedia photo looks a little dark. And a lot of the other photos I looked at online, they look, we're we're in the ballpark. We're We're in the ballpark. We're good enough. Um, And I think what what happens is it's about the ratio of cognac to the other ingredients. 
And there's two schools of thought I've learned about. Um, basically the French school and the English school. And that's where you're going to get different ratios. So I think that we're more, we've gone a bit more English with this one, which is about um, two parts cognac to one part the rest. I'm so, bit- sorry. I'm so happy. I have to say this. I'm just so happy all that money we spent on your education is paying off. <laughs> is it now? <laughs> yeah. I didn't put exact one part lemon because I didn't want it to be very uh, lemon forward. Um, but some places you might put more cognac and very little of the others, depending. Like many of the kind of famous cocktails, it seems like the the ratio is up for grabs depending on how dry you want it or how sweet you want it. And I think that's what one one site I read said that the sidecar can be difficult for bartenders to get that ratio of sweetness to kind of tartness right. Um, and I actually, I don't mind it. Like you said, it's refreshing the one yeah. we've made and I kind of winged it. So. I, I really like it. It's not too lemony, but maybe one time we'll have to go out to a pub and try one. One time, if they let us in, we should. Yeah, especially if you know if they let us in together, (laughs) because you're paying. Yeah, so we've got we've got uh, two ounces each of uh, of cognac, and then about an ounce of triple sec in here, and then about a three quarter ounce lemon. So yeah, it's a a, what you'd call a whiffle maker, mother. A whiffle maker. A a whiffle maker. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the reasons I wanted to do the sidecar. I don't know if I told you. Did I tell you why I wanted to do Oh, you always tell me. It's something to do with you, of course. It's your <laughs> talent and your music. Well, it, mostly it was because I was Googling cocktails we haven't done yet and, you know, really popular, famous cocktails to see if there are some we've missed. And there are a lot. So, um, you know, there's a lot to get to. But when I saw Sidecar, it reminded me that I, I talked last time about having been working on music. Uh, the, at the time the last episode came out, end of February, I was frantically scrambling to finish this music challenge that was create an entire album from scratch in February. So I did that along with my brother-in-law, Mike. He did, he did one as well. And there were about a thousand people as part wow. of this challenge online, the RPM challenge, I call it. So I did one and it's now out on, on Spotify and, uh, and all these, these other services, wherever you, wherever you get your music, wherever, you know, the, the, you, we want to go to listen, it's there. Um, and one of the songs on it that, so it's Bay Mud is the artist and Escarpments is the album. Uh, but if you find it and listen to it, there is a song. I'm just going to, actually, maybe I'll cue it up. Maybe I'll cue it up for, you know, just a little treat. Patting himself on the back again. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? Um, Firstborn. So the fifth track on this album, it sounded kind of fun to me, uh, like an old school cocktail party. So I called it Sidecars and Sazeracs, which are two, to me, old school cocktails. So I'll just play it underneath what we've got going on here, and we'll see. We'll see. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Did I surprise just you about blew my shorts off. <laughs> so this, yeah, well, you know, this is, we'll, 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 it'll just be on as we oh, talk. Oh, yeah, know. sure. Let's start yelling. So the, uh, <laughs> this, this was made with old samples from uh, orchestral songs from a record I had about how to take care of your birds or dogs. That's like kid. James Bond. Like yeah, that, there you go. It sounds not, like the yeah. James Bond theme. And then I added... You're not James Bond, so <laughs> well, just real, you know, get that out of your head and, girl. you know, I might be the Bond girl. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Things aren't in the right spot, but, you know. So anyway, this is this is the song, and uh, we don't have to play all of it, but it's kind of a fun vibe to me, so I thought, yeah. I called it Sidecars and Sazeracs, and I even laid down a bunch of cocktail party sounds underneath, so I'm just fading it out now so that you don't have to suffer through this too much, Mother. Um, Reminds me of a Dick Van Dyke episode, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I'm not tripping over any Let's bring in all the people. Um, yeah. But the, uh, yeah, so that I thought, okay, there's a song called Sidecar and Sazeracs, and then there's the cocktail sidecar. 
let's do a sidecar. Mm -hmm. It could be fun. Um, I thought about a Sazerac because I really like that name and it's a nice historical cocktail as well. But it requires absinthe, which uh, is a bit trickier to find and a bit trickier to find a use for. We've done one cocktail, I think, with absinthe in it, and that was the Corpse Survivor number two don't a couple years ago. Don't we have it at home? No, you, you, I don't think you'd have absinthe anywhere. Uh-huh. No, I've been absent. You, but. <laughs> you, mostly, yes, mostly. But anyway, so that's one of the reasons why I chose the sidecar. And anyone who wants to go listen to that, again, it's Bay Mud is the artist and Escarpments is the album. Uh, that song is Sidecars and Sazeracs. And it was a really fun, interesting challenge it was stressful. By the end of February, I was running around like a crazy person trying to come up with the artwork for the album. I ended up taking a photo of the furnace filter or one of the filters from our humidifier that was just rusted and garbage and treating that in digitally to make it look interesting. And uh, the music that a lot of other people created was really fun. Mine was instrumental electronic, so very much like that, kind of more uh, soundtracky. Um, but some people, like my brother-in-law, Infinite Replay, Mike, he did a really cool album of chill kind of uh, instrumental music. But other people did rock. Other people did rap. It was, oh, wow. uh, you know, it was a thousand people or so. I think 600 completed albums in the month of February. I don't think I've listened to normal artist music for about three weeks because I've just been going through all the finished albums from this challenge. There's so many and some of them are really great. So it was a cool idea. It was a nice, uh, nice thing to be a part of. And now I kind of feel like I've got nothing going on. It's like, it's over. What do I do now? Your mother's here. Pay her t- some attention. Uh, I'm trying. Like you're talking I'm all trying. about yourself. <laughs> I mean, really, here we go again. Here we go again. Well, what are you up to these days? You oh, got, not a lot. I feel no. like I learned <laughs> I learned a, a lesson. Uh, that was some very good comic delivery there. <laughs> I, I learned a lesson last week, though, that... Um, you know, I'd, I'd not let you get your retirement story out the, the yep. episode prior. Yep. And then you, you had just saved it and it was a doozy. So you got any other doozies for us? Now you've, you've set the expectation. No, I, you know, like I've, I'll come to my roast and toast and I'll tell you, Ooh. you know, when I'm about to there. And oh, I've been, been a while. I've been focusing on that and with some frustrations. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't like people telling me I should touch something that I don't really like the looks well, of Well, I mean, you like seem you fired just, up. And we haven't done... A toast and roast for several episodes now. Mm-hmm. So why don't we? This is this is a segment. Did you just burp? No, I, I was, swear you regurgitated. I was, I was uh, readjusting <laughs> my sentence. Podcast, You'll know everybody. when I burp or regurgitate. Um, <laughs> he was holding something <laughs> back, and I I moved. <laughs> <laughs> so toast and roast is a segment where we let mom kind of just go off on her soapbox about what she's happy about, what she's angry about, and there's a bit of theme music for this one. So here you go for the first time in a while. Ooh, I'm back. So what's in your craw today, Ma? What's in my craw? Well, I'll start with the good side of it. Oh. Um, I really like the hand sanitizer as you enter a lot of stores, a lot of buildings. I think it's great. I hope that doesn't stop because I do think it's a really good idea. Um, but then on the downside... When your hand sanitizer squirts me in the face, I'm ready to chase you down and wallop you. Yeah, it's not or, a face sanitizer. Don't ask me to touch your dirty pump. <laughs> I'm not a dirty pump toucher. What, like the hand sanitizer pump we're talking oh, about? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, of them, I just wanted to clarify. Oh, some of them pumps, they've been around for a long time. And a lot of hands touching them. Yeah, there's a buildup of scum. Oh. Dirty scum. It's and kinda... it'll surprise you. I challenge everybody. It will surprise you of the stores that have the dirty pump. The dirty pump. It will just blow you away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm disgusted. Um, so it sounds like a, an interesting visual. You've got this hand sanitizer mm-hmm. that is meant to be clean and, and sanitary. Yeah. But then the pump up that you're touching to yes. get it is grimy. Like, you know, your soap 
dispenser pump sometimes like that. Oh, we don't can, use soap. Yeah, well, I've been meaning to speak to you. It looks like it, but um, <laughs> some of them can get scuzzy. Yeah. And um, I walked into a store one day, and they said to me, "You know, you have to hand sanitize your hands." And I said, "I'll do it after you do it." Yeah. Because I said, "Have you looked at your pump?" Yeah. Like it was filthy. You almost and, want to um, bring your own little hand sanitizer and show them, look, I'm using my own. I'm well, not touching yes, yours. Yes, like I'm not like a dirty pump toucher. <laughs> you can just take your pump and stick it somewhere else. Wow. Because I like the system, but I also don't like the fact that some places, I know it's been tough out there, it's rough, but they've diluted it so much mm-hmm. that you you get this on you and you're shaking it off on oh, the yeah, floor. too much. You know? Yeah. But I, I, in general, I think it's great that yeah. we're doing this. But just look after the thing. That's Keep it a, clean good. when you're asking us to be clean going into your stores. That's good. I feel like yeah, I feel it, like a lot of people would it, assume it's just it cleans itself because it's a sanitizer bottle. Yeah. But yeah, I never thought it, it doesn't. My toes locked. Honestly, <laughs> I just looked at a couple of them and I I looked at the store and I'm thinking you have got to be kidding. Yeah. You can tell the ones that are diluting it too because mm-hmm. it squirts you. And oh yeah, I've been squirted in many a places that I, I've never touched. <laughs> I keep thinking I found the title for the episode, and you keep saying something else. That well, makes me really, want to I'm it. just on a on a thing about this. That's I like it. I mean, I've, yeah. we, Laura and I have gone to stores where, you know, I I get the hand sanitizer, and we got to play patty cake because there's too much oh, too know. much on, and she just doesn't want to get her own, so we share it because it squirts everywhere. Well, yeah, it's like going into the bathroom and they give you one of those hokey hair dryers, <laughs> that little dryer, and you could be in there for days, and, mm-hmm. and they could. You know, they could be closed and there's you're ringing their bells because <laughs> you're stuck in the bathroom. You know, the security is going off because you're stuck in the bathroom still wiping your hands on whatever. <laughs> you end up wiping it on yourself. Well, we've all been there. Yeah. So I just hope I haven't showed too many handprints on my butt as I left the room. Oh, good Lord. You know, yeah. that's why as I wear as... long sweaters. Yeah. Covers yeah. you up. Um, so that's it. I'm done. But really, I don't get rid of the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Just, but just maintain it. it. You know? Nice. I, that, that's great. Little, I, I like that know, perspective. Lick, you always, it. lick the lid. <laughs> lick the lid. You always bring a fresh dose of perspective that I never would have thought of, which is well, I'm not. I'm often not able to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> so when I get my chance, I go in like an airplane. So chung. That, chung. Yeah, that's the sound airplanes <laughs> well, make. In case anyone else well, wants to know, chung. Well, because usually I have earplugs pl- on. Yeah. <laughs> my theater glasses. Um, you know? <laughs> okay, so that's your roast. You're roasting the dirty sanitizer pumps. And yeah, and toasting them too. It's a combo. Oh, oh, I like it. Yeah, a combo. you see, like I want them to stay. You want you let you're toasting the sanitizer. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Roasting the dirty pumps. Yeah, like maintain your Look pump. Look at that. Combo. I mean, that's why you have to go to the doctor when you have maintain a dirty pump. Maintain your pump. I don't. Yeah. Have you ever had that problem? I'm not going there. <laughs> I've been around. Okay, well, I mean, I, I I think that was great. Thank you for a quick, concise uh, <laughs> dose of perspective in Mom's toast you're and roast. So welcome. Well, uh, okay, so I mean, that was. That was wonderful. Uh, I also I thought we could maybe still do the um, the advice column segment if you're so inclined. Oh, here it goes. How do you feel about that? Oh, today? you go for it. Hit me. Hit me. Yeah, hit you. Yeah. I gotta find the theme. Isn't music. there a song like that? Hit me. Hit me. <laughs> hit me with the advice column. <laughs> um, in case we got listeners who are just tuning in or haven't have missed the last couple episodes, they're out there. You know? They're out there. Um, we've got a couple places, a couple of new countries like Israel and a couple uh, new countries showing up on our stats, which is fun. But this is a segment where uh, I find a classic piece of advice given in a column like Ann Landers or mm-hmm. uh, Dear Abby. Um, today we're going with Dear Amy. Amy. Who came up in a list when I looked up uh, best advice columns. And I believe I found this in the Chicago Tribune uh, syndicated from Dear Amy. So 
Let's first get, we have theme music for this too. So let's start with that. This is, so I'm going to ask you the, the question that dear Amy was asked. We're going to see what your answer is in this little segment we call Dear Gina. Dear Gina. <laughs> see, at least that's polite. They said Dear Gina. Dear Gina. That's right. They got it wrong. Um, okay. So this is a good one. It's about uh, families mm-hmm. and cooking. Ooh. So um, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit from Dear Amy. So uh, this woman is emailing in. She's learned to cook. She's got a lineage of good cooks in her family, her mother, her grandmother. They're all great cooks. She's married someone uh, who she says is wonderful. She says, I've married a wonderful man um, who has fully embraced my culture. Uh, he says, my husband comes from a small family and his mother likes having everyone over for dinner. The problem is that this woman cannot cook and she has no interest in learning. There are family members, including my husband, who get physically sick after eating one of her meals. I've tried bringing over a side dish, but she takes offense. A cookbook that was given to her is collecting dust. She declines help in the kitchen. The poultry or whatever other meat she serves is burned on the outside and raw inside. Nothing she serves has any flavor, and she doesn't get why people are eating small portions of food and why no one wants leftovers. Going to restaurants is an ordeal because she complains about everything she orders and sends it back. She doesn't see anything wrong with her lack of cooking skills. I won't invite her over for dinner because she claims she has food allergies and other illnesses, which have never been medically diagnosed. So she says, Amy, how do we tell this woman that her cooking is making us sick without offending her? This is a really tough one, but first, have you had her checked out? (laughs) You know, like you wonder, like I would have typically said, maybe she just wants her family around her and it's Mm -hmm. not about the food. She's maybe making a point that somewhere along the line, everybody's made it so much about the food where it's actually about getting together. But when you're physically making your family sick, yeah, you know, from your cooking, um, I don't even know what to say. That's a tough one. Because obviously she, they've tried to take food over to her. Yeah. And, and they've, you know, done potlucks. I wonder if yeah. they've done a potluck. Are well, they all idea. on the same page? Um, I don't know how many family is involved, if there's significant others, whatever. You know, like, Let's try, um, you know, saying, okay, you know, we always hate to see you work so hard at the kitchen mm-hmm. and we love your, your cooking. Um, can we, we would like to bring something and we're not taking no for an answer. Like we yeah. don't want to hurt you. Um, but let's, let's take a load off, a burden off you, well, but we're still coming to see you. I guess the, the thing she tries to say is that this person pretends to have allergies and won't eat other food and, oh. and so I don't know if there's trust issues there or whatever, but there's something deeper. This goes way deeper. Like imagine, imagine you're coming over here mm-hmm. and Laura's cooking for you. I'll use Laura as an example because I know yep. she can take it. Uh, <laughs> let's say you're coming over here. Laura's cooking for you. She won't let you bring any food, and right. the food she makes is horrible and making you ill. Which isn't true. Laura's food is great. Yeah, she's a good cook. My food would probably make you ill, but no, you I'm your son. It'd be easier to talk to me. But so let's say every time you came over, there was that type of thing to deal with and she wouldn't reciprocate. She wouldn't let you bring food. She wouldn't come to your house and eat. But every time you came here, someone was getting sick from Laura's food. How would you handle it? I think it's time they're honest with her. Yeah. I think they have to. If it, there, There's too much going against mm-hmm. them. So I honestly think they have to be honest and sit her down and explain that, uh, you know, we're having a hard time yeah. with your food. I don't know. This is a tough one. You really put a I tough thought, one. You know, but I, I do feel maybe honesty is the best policy. But mm-hmm. but maybe not from her, as we call it, the outlaws. Mm-hmm. Maybe from her own children. 
the outlaws. That they, well, that's how I was always the in-laws, in-laws outlaws, outlaws. You know, well, because she might be looking at that. Yeah. You know, again, we're only hearing one side of this story. Yeah. We really don't know. She may have been put down for her cooking. Yeah. And maybe she just wants her family all around her. Well, I think you've you've hit to the real answer a little bit that that Amy has given, dear Amy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what you've said is maybe she shouldn't be the one talking to her mother-in-law about this mm-hmm. and it should be the husband because yeah. the husband's getting sick too. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. Maybe it's not the outlaws. No. It's the son well, that should step up and have the, a, a discussion. It sounds like there are some some trust issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this, she's suggesting that the, the, the reader be more tolerant, which I think is maybe a bit of a stretch given some of the issues here. But it sounds like, yeah, there are trust issues with the mom. I like the potluck idea. If everyone brought mm-hmm. a bit and you all shared, and I don't know if that would cooks. send a message. Yeah, she could still be part of it. Yeah. But what message would it send that nobody ate her food and all the others was gone? Oh, they got to eat it. <laughs> they have to have a piece of it. Yeah. Whether it goes in the plant, they have to do yeah. it. Um, yeah, but I think, I think one, it's her own family needs to talk to her yeah. because you can get your back up so easily yeah. if it's your daughter-in-law or son-in-law or sometimes it's eat. Like you got to, play the game or you got to know where the comfort is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, um, what they, what she's suggesting here is basically almost making, making the mother-in-law feel comfortable Mm -hmm. to come over and even say, you can bring your own food if you don't want to eat ours, but you're, you're, you're always welcome here. It's more of a finding a place of, can she be welcome? Can she be made to feel comfortable? Maybe there's food insecurity or food issues, but letting her know, come over, we're going to cook. You can bring your own food if you'd prefer to eat that. We don't mind. We're not Mm -hmm. offended. And then maybe the son has to at some point say, you know, could you cook this a little longer? Or, you know, could you, maybe you have this looked at or whatever. But um, but anyway, it's a a tricky one. That's why I brought it to my darling mother's attention. It is a tricky, but you know what? Sometimes we put too much emphasis on food. Mm -hmm. It's about getting together. And maybe they got to look at it as a different way. It doesn't have to be all about the food. Let's come together as a family. Yeah. Have a sidecar. Oh, give her one of those. Yeah. Oh, she'll be shaking it up no time. Get her drunk, you're saying. Well, no, I didn't say that. But you know what I mean? There's a lot more to it than food. You often used to say to me, Mom, why do you cook so much? Why are you doing this? You're cooking too much. It's like an army. There's not an army. Yeah. But sometimes we put that comfort in food, Mm -hmm. and maybe the family isn't look. They're obviously not wanting to eat her food, but maybe for her, that's where she can give them what she thinks she's giving them what they need. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think there's a lot to unpack here yeah. as is a, is a term people are using a lot these days, which has become overused. Yeah. But but yeah, I think there's uh, a lot of people need to maybe have some tolerance, but also yeah. maybe some conversations with her from the right person, like you said. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you see how it goes. Maybe, maybe it's, she's got to kill someone. I know you've taken me aside many a time and put me <laughs> in a little closet and said, okay, stay there. I put you in a little <laughs> closet. That's right. Yeah. Um, but no, there's there's more to it. Yeah, we're I hearing. mean, like you said, your food is always lovely. Always. You just make way too much of it, and then it lasts for three years, <laughs> well, which I know, don't mind because it's great. My motto is, like, I've decided I'll start cooking three days in advance for you coming over on the Saturday, yeah. and I'll eat it every day, and if I'm not sick by Saturday, I'll still give it to you. Oh, there you no. go. That's great. I love <laughs> no, it. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Wouldn't do that. Well, but. there you go. So that was Ask Amy from the Chicago oh. Tribune, which is one of the more popular uh, advice columns that I searched. So we'll try some more. If you guys have some that you would like to send in, if you've got a problem, you want to hear mom's answer. Maybe your mother-in-law is giving you problems. My mother-in-law is great, but maybe yours is giving you problems. Maybe you got a problem with a neighbor or an ex or your, your husband let himself go. You know, let's uh, see what mom has to say about all this stuff. (laughs) But bless Amy, because that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's, uh, 
That's Amy, that's Mom, that's uh, Dear Gina, all in a nutshell. Oh, and Paul's input, too. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then, so looking at our last episode was a, was a doozy. Mm-hmm. Um, you did. You made a fool of yourself, I'm sure. It I wasn't me. I made a fool of myself. But uh, I just wanted to check in with our social media because, you know, we got some lovely commenters and things out there. So your pal, Karen... She said it was a great show. All caps, great. You know oh, how that's you know that's pal, how somebody that's somebody likes it when it's all caps. We're great. going out for dinner with them um, soon. That's nice. And uh, she says that the 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 Cosmo will always be a martini to her, which is whatever mm-hmm. you need. And she says she puts a lot of cranberry juice in it because otherwise, Graham would be picking her up off the ceiling. So, so <laughs> oh, and he'd love to do that. Yep. And then, so I don't know. I sent you a screenshot. I don't know if you saw it though, but. Um, on Twitter, which you know, I Twitter don't, is. I don't headless. Twitter me. You don't tweet. No Twitter. No, you or no, no, no Twitter tweets, me. No, no, no Twittering. Yeah. Um, but I did tweet about um, our episode, and Absolute Vodka actually did get back to us, and they said she's not a regular mom. They know she's a good a cool thing. mom. Well, they know a good thing when they you you know, go. listen to her. So there you go. Thanks, Absolute Vodka, yeah, for building them. up my mom more than she already is. You know, oh, it's going to go to her head. Dry up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that's. Uh, Instagram uh, at Drinks with Mom, Twitter at Drinks with Mom. Uh, what's the email address? Oh gosh, he's gonna do. I can't remember it now. Drinks with Mom podcast at gmail.com. There you go. I think it's so like you go in a trance when you I finally did. Just I, say I, it. I like, had you to. You don't know what well, you're saying. Well, I've noticed your drink is almost empty, but I've still got half. Half, half. And half. You got half for yours. I got half for mine. You got half for your drink, eh? I do. Oh, is it St. Patty's coming <laughs> no, up? Too? I think it, Yeah, we, we could have done green beer, but I don't think by the time this episode's no. out, St. Patrick's Day will be over. And I don't think either of us are big fans of green beer. I no. like a Guinness. I don't think you do. Oh, no. Lord love me. So no, we went uh, with in stew. In stew. Guinness stew. There you mm-hmm. go. So, yeah, if you got suggestions for the April episode, that'll be your birthday episode, actually. Yes, but we don't need to talk about me aging. <laughs> yeah. More wrinkles. More wrinkles more to wrinkles. put polyfiller in. If you got a, a wrinkle yeah. a cream, a wrinkle drink. Yeah. Any any uh, ideas to get rid of the wrinkles? Yeah. Hey, you're any, my best buddy. Any drink that'll get rid of mom's yeah. wrinkles, send them yeah. over. I'm I'm up for polyfiller. You name it. <laughs> um, well, there you go. So what do you think? How's your sidecar? Oh, it's delicious. Yeah? really is delicious. It would be better if I was staying the night, but I know that wouldn't be better for you. I mean, we got a guest room. <laughs> yeah. My sidecar is no. done. Yeah, so, I noticed. I mean, yeah. I'm going to have to make myself another one. You're just a one. You know, um, knocker back person. Knocker backer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, thanks again for coming all the way oh, up to Hamilton. thank you. Thank you. I feel like cause... we've covered a lot of ground. We've heard yeah. you get mad at uh, dirty pumps. Yeah, I've heard you give uh, advice for those those outlaws to deal with those mother in laws. Yes, and I've interrupted you several times. So oh, what's, I do the same. New? That's what what would be the point of this if we weren't <laughs> talking over each other, right? The people yeah. are used to it. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We got new yeah. listeners in different countries, uh, and hopefully, we'll you'll hear from us again next time. Have <laughs> yeah. uh, you got any parting words for the people? No, I just have a great day. I mean, where we are here, we're having a great day. There's a little bit of flurries going on. It's cold, but you know, things are changing. The so times, enjoy. they are changing. Yeah, so just enjoy. Enjoy. All right, well, good to talk to you as always, Mother. Thanks for the drive. And, uh, you know, we'll hang out. Maybe we'll have another one, and uh, we'll watch the snow that's coming down at the okay, window. Okay, cheers. cheers. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>